Welcome to the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast brought to you by Lake Country Sleep. I'm your host, Erin. I am a boy mom, avid coffee drinker, sleep consultant, and expert in early childhood development and education. I hope you enjoy today's show. Are short naps a thing in your house? Uh, Do you lay your baby down and after 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, they are waking up and ready to move on with their day? Today we are talking all about how to help your baby take better naps. So there are some overarching tips to consider for babies of all ages. Number one, you want to make sure that the environment your child is sleeping in is dark. If short naps are a thing and they're sleeping in a bassinet in the living room where it's bright, maybe it's time to put them in their nursery for nap time. Um, You'll also want to make sure that you're using white noise regardless of where your baby is sleeping. Uh, White noise can help drown out exterior sounds that happen during the day, whether they're um, older siblings running around or just those environmental sounds with like traffic, birds chirping, white noise can help drown all of that out. Also, your baby is coming from a place where for nine months, all they heard was the gurgles from inside your body, your blood rushing through your veins, and muffled exterior sounds. Did you know that the sound inside your womb is actually close to 80 decibels? We recommend that you use some sort of white noise in your baby's nursery around 60 decibels. So when you know that they're coming from 80 decibels, 60 decibels is not too much. Use an app, put it in the space where your baby sleeps, whether it's their crib or their bassinet, and uh, you can see how many decibels of sound reach the crib based on where you have your sound machine placed. Again, you want to shoot for around 60 decibels of sound. Um, another tip for a child, a child of any age is if you aren't using a quick nap time routine, use one. Routines are magical for helping your child understand that after you do X, Y, and Z, what happens next? Sleep. So they just help cue your child's body and brain that sleep is coming next. Um, And it helps ensure that they're taking a good nap. Um, A nap routine is just as important as a bedtime routine. Shoot for about 10 minutes of a routine. So it can include a quick diaper change, maybe a wipe down their face, and then put them in their sleep sack, read a book or two, give them all the kisses, cuddles, snuggles, say your prayers, sing their lullaby, whatever it is you do, turn off the light, turn on the white noise, and lay your baby down. Okay, now, if your baby is a newborn, There are a few things you can do to help them take better naps. Number one is once you're comfortable with it, and I usually recommend, I don't know, after a few weeks of being home, you can start practicing the first nap of the day 
in the space where your baby sleeps at night. So if they're in a bassinet in your bedroom, put them there for their nap. If they're in their nursery at night, put them back there for their first nap of the day. The sleep pressure from the nighttime is carried over and it helps with that first nap of the day. So that's usually the easiest one where you can practice a nap in the bassinet or the crib. Later in the day, you might want to consider doing a stroller nap if you go for a walk or a carrier nap, have a contact nap as long as you're not falling asleep. Um, I know it's so hard during that newborn stage for the parents because they're tired too. Um, So just make sure if you are doing a contact nap that you are fully awake and alert so that you're keeping your baby safe. Um, I personally love carrier naps at the end of the day, and that was always my go-to, especially when I had my second son. I needed my hands free to be able to take care of my older son who was awake during that time, um, but didn't want to have to battle those you know, late afternoon, evening naps with my newborn. So we always did the last nap or two of the day in the carrier, and he would just sleep against me. Um, So that's always a go-to option as well. Uh, The big key for helping consolidate naps at this stage is (laughs) having low expectations because sleep is so sporadic at the newborn stage, but also following awake windows to help prevent overtiredness. Um, If you go to the Lake Country Sleep website, I have a free guide all about awake windows. Basically, what you want to do is make sure that you are following the appropriate awake window for your child's age and development, Uh, excuse me, to make sure that they are having about the right amount of time awake between naps and between naps and bedtime um, to ensure that they're tired enough to get a good nap. Um, If you are offering naps too frequently, they're going to be short because there's not enough sleep pressure built up. And if you're offering naps not frequently enough, um, your baby can be overtired and then it's a battle to try and get them to sleep. So following the appropriate awake window is key in helping your baby take a, a good nap. All right. So if your baby is beyond 16 weeks of age, And they are an independent sleeper. And by that, I mean you can lay them down in their crib and they go to sleep on their own. You lay them down awake and they can go to sleep on their own. Um, There are a few things I want you to check if you have an independent sleeper. If naps are a struggle, you lay your baby down, they go to sleep, and they wake up 35 minutes later. They wake up 45 minutes later. Let's just check. Do their awake windows need to be tweaked? Is it time to stretch them out a little more so that they can get a decent nap in? Or maybe it's time that they drop a nap. Usually between six, seven months time, your baby is ready to go from three to two naps. And this is really common where you see that afternoon, that evening nap getting pushed later and later because your baby has more awake time stamina, and then that pushes bedtime back. So eventually the timing with things just gets awkward. That shows you that it might be time to drop the nap and stretch those windows a little more. Um, If your baby's battling any of their naps or starting to have early wakings, or like I said, bedtime's becoming a battle, 
it might be time to drop a nap. Um, I do have a blog post all about doing nap transitions on the Lake Country Sleep website. So if you think it might be time to drop a nap, just go check that out. Give it a quick read and that will kind of help you figure out, yep, it's time or no, I better wait. Okay. And then my other thing to think about with your independent sleeper is, is there something with development going on? Maybe your child has had a recent growth spurt or a language burst where they're, you know, starting to make some new sounds or say some words. Um, Have they started sitting, crawling, rolling? Are they cruising along furniture all of a sudden? Are they walking or running independently? Um, All of these things need some time to be worked out and can affect sleep. Any major developments that happen often affect sleep. Teething can affect sleep for some kids too. So if that's the case, just be consistent with your response and give it time. Sometimes you just need consistency and time. And usually after 10 to 14 days, those things work themselves out. Okay. My last thing to mention here is if you have a baby who's older than 16 weeks, but is not yet an independent sleeper, meaning either you lay them down drowsy and they go to sleep or you lay them down fully asleep. You know what I'm saying. You try to do the the lay down and then not wake them up before you sneak out of the room. Um, Maybe you nurse them to sleep at this age. Maybe you rock them to sleep. Um, That's fine if it's working for you. But if these short naps are burning you out, then it might be time to consider helping your baby get some independent sleep skills. So without having independent sleep skills beyond 16 weeks of age, your child will likely struggle to connect sleep cycles and take those longer consolidated naps that we like to see. Same with nights. If you're having broken nights beyond 16 weeks of age um, and, you know, you're Depending on your feeding situation, um, your child may be ready to drop feeds on their own if they have independent sleep skills. Don't always fall back to the idea that every time they wake up, they're hungry because that's not always the case. I'm not saying you shouldn't feed your baby at night. Obviously, if they need those feeds, that's okay. You can still teach them independent sleep skills even if they're taking feeds at night. Um, We want to teach our babies that feeding and sleep are two different things. They do, while they coexist, um, we don't want them to be dependent on each other. So considering that, it might be time to teach your baby some of those independent sleep skills to help them get longer stretches at night and to consolidate those naps. Normally, when you start teaching those skills, you will see your child's nighttime start to shake out first, and then naps come together after that, um, followed lastly by early mornings, if those are a thing at your house. So um, I think you have everything you need moving forward to help your child take better naps right away. If you're still not sure, what I want you to do is go to the Lake Country Sleep website, 
we have a nap quiz that you can take um, based on your baby's age, their development, where they're at with their sleep skills, and we will point you in the right direction as what to do specifically for your situation. So head to lakecountrysleep.com and check that out. When you're there, make sure you check out all the other resources on the blog, uh, listen to any other podcast episodes that catch your eye. And if you found this episode to be helpful, make sure you follow the show. Please leave us a five-star rating and a review. Your feedback, your ratings help grow the show and help us bring sleep to families everywhere. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.